Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. This week on Friends, it's a brand new episode. We're back. It's with funny friends, returning friends, Vanessa Fraction. Vanessa is the high-spirited, outrageously funny co-host of the Nappy Boy Radio Podcast, hosted by rapper and producer T-Pain. She also guest hosts on the entertainment news channel series Dish Nation, Fox. And Vanessa can be seen in Universal Pictures' cinematic musical, Praise This. Also welcome back, Kenise Mobley. Kenise performs stand-up comedy around the world. Kenise made her late-night debut on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. She appears regularly on Sirius XM. Kenise worked on the BET Awards and By Us For Us, a sketch comedy series presented by Color of Change. She hosts Love About Town, an interview and relationship podcast, and Make Yourself Cry, available on Planet Scout. Talk about Vanessa Fraction. When you have these two ladies, it equals one funny show. You can hear us on Google Podcasts now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Make sure you turn on the auto download function for Friends Like Us on Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Our Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast. And Twitter is friendslikeusten. Become more than a friend. Leave us a tip or donation by going to our our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash friends like us. Special shout out to our Patreon friends. It's because of you we keep going. And now for our golden friends, you have the option to watch our recordings live backstage. Go to Patreon backslash friends like us and be golden. Merch is available. We have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, face masks, and tank tops. They're all available. Just go to my website, marinafranklin.com. Weekly on my YouTube channel, I go live the past few weeks with friend of show, Sue J. Thank you, Sue J. And that wacky friend, Dave Jeskow. We give updates to the show. We shout out fans who leave reviews. We have surprise guest friends from the podcast who stop by. And sometimes we offer free stuff like tickets to comedy shows. With friends like us, it'll help you feel not so alone because more content is on the way. Tell a friend you know to check us out. Stay safe. Wash those dirty little hands. Be nice. Be kind. And Black Lives Matter. I'm with two regulars that I love together. Vanessa Fraction and Kenise Mobley. Woo! Hello. Yeah. That was good right there. And you know what? You know what, Vanessa? I tried to do this with Pat Brown. Yeah, and I'm going to put her out there. I love Pat Brown. But she was like this. I know. I was about to do the face that I think that she would be doing when she hears you do that. And it's not encouraging. She was like this the whole time. I was like, Pat. She was like, It's uh-uh. not encouraging. I was like, hey. I was like, Vanessa was like, you know, she was getting into it. I'm with it, a theme and it song. Was very- I'm with it. Thank mm-hmm. you, Van- thank you, Vanessa Fraction. So here we are podcasting because there's no work. <laughs> We're not acting. We're not writing. We're podcasting and though. telling jokes. So good old stand-up never fails. never fails. Never fails. And I was just telling Vanessa before uh, we started. She was saying we had juicy hot topics. There's a script is script news. I believe that's yes. And you told us not to toggle. Sure so I don't want to touch anything on my computer. 
Yes, I got it. It's Scripps News is a new uh, news source, and it's really good. It just gets you right into what's topical. I found out that from watching Bloomberg News, and um, it's like, I think it's free. It's not behind a paywall. So go to it. Who's writing it then? Look at Kenise. Oh, she has other questions. Who's behind this? Well, I'm just like, is this a... Yeah, is this AI? Uh-oh. Is like who's writing there, it? It's free. Get on in there. And we'll yeah, there. like where where is it coming from? Who's we'll see whose stamp is story. on this news? Who's our yeah? Is it secretly is owned by, by like a Nazi? Oh, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> no. That's always my fear that like Nazis secretly own it. Well, I it's so far. They, I mean, they do have the no, the story about the woman who was searching for the child, and you know she's been recovered since. They didn't have a lot of info on that. Home. They didn't. They just kind of told they you what's going. I don't think anybody has a lot of info on it, really. No, they don't. And well, they you know the cops do, but they can't. Share you want to know what? I, can we get on into it? Just go. Are we ahead. getting into it? Let's go right so you go into ahead and it. Tell, yes. tell the story for those that are not familiar. Because uh, okay. I already listened. Because so I'm coming with the, if I were the family at this point, what I would go with based on what we, the public, have been introduced to. Does that make sense? Kanice, mm. put you, put you sick. So, mm-hmm. But go ahead and let people know what we talked about. Yeah, that about. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it was written by, just so you know who it is, so we can investigate and find out if they are Nazis. But I don't think so. The last name <laughs> doesn't you, look like you. it. Alina Parkazikis. Suspicious, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but she wrote for Script News. Scripts, they should pay me. Alabama woman returns home after going missing off a highway. Alabama resident Carlithia Carly Nicole Russell returned home late Saturday and was brought to the hospital after being the focus of a two-day search, which, by the way, was not in the media. This was social media that got the attention when she went missing because she is a black woman, and we know this happens, after checking on a child on an interstate. She said she saw a child walking on the interstate. She returned to the home she shares with her parents in Hoover, Alabama. Hoover police said they received a call at 10.45 p.m., that Russell had returned home and officers went to investigate. Hoover fire medics also responded to the scene to assess Russell and transported her to the hospital for evaluation. On Thursday, what had happened was Russell had called police and a family member when she saw a child walking alone on I-459 and went to check on them. The family member heard a scream and lost contact with Russell over the phone, which is when she disappeared. At the time, police who searched the area found Russell's personal belongings. I love how they don't describe it here, but in other reports, her wig was one really? of the Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they mentioned the wig. That could have been just a spare um, wig, a though. How many of us keep a spare one in the car? <laughs> Come on, let's just keep it real. But, but I, I, think, I did I notice think, that. Yeah, I think it, it was been like bundled. her purse and her wig were like away. That, like the way that you... I'm sorry. I was just imagining someone getting snatched so quickly that their wig came off. Like it was like a speed thing where their purse and their wig were just on the ground. Now, somehow, I'm sorry. I did find it interesting. They No, no. I did find it interesting that they mention it. I think you should but mention all of it because it's important, especially to problem solvers like ourselves, crime stoppers like ourselves. <laughs> we need to know every detail and not being able to see pictures, but just listening to it. It could have either been that she was snatched in such a rapido 
you know, pace that, that, that the wig, you know, fell off, which is unlikely because, no, well, not unlikely because depending on what day it was, either it was glued down and sometimes you just set it on, especially in the summertime because you don't want yeah. that hot glue on your head. So you might just set it on with maybe a bobby pin and then it got not. But the other thing is it could have just been some bundles in the back, you know, because sometimes depending on what police yes. officer it was. They saying it's a wig. It could have literally been the hair that was about to be put into her head. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. We didn't see them. And I think the- they mentioned it because they were they were like, okay, we have all these pictures of her, but on all these pictures, she has long hair. And we want white people who don't know like the difference who oh. would be like, oh, that's a black woman who doesn't have long hair, so it couldn't be her. Mm. I, they were like, we want to make she sure could that be white wiggling. people also know to look for her, yes. for her face yeah. and not her wig. Come on now, Kanice, put it together. Yeah, but the one thing I wanted was when they brought her, when she came home, I wanted a description of her as she got, Mm. you know what I mean? Was she tattered? Was she barefoot? You know what I mean? Like, what was the situation? Was she disoriented? Yeah, they left that It was a lot of details that were left out just for the curious. Not because I need to need to know, but y'all the ones got us (laughs) in this. So I kind of want to know. So I can, you know what I mean? In case I need to be looking out for my loved one, you know, who stopped a baby or a little person. That was walking on the side of the road. How do we know it was really a and baby? Was it, was it a baby? And then was it? And I think it's important also because was it a trap? That has been mm. because like someone else on that interstate or anywhere else needs to be informed that this is used as bait to get you yeah. possibly on the side of the road. As we know, as we now know, that I mean, there's so much going on in the world right now. We need. We need these facts. We need too. the facts. and But they said also, because I think they were showing what exit it was off of. Now, I'm not from Alabama, but we have folks over to the house that are from Alabama. And they said it was an exit near the mall. You like, you know where the Stardome near is the in Hoover, mall. Alabama? No. Either way, mm-hmm. I'm just saying in terms of what could have happened, <laughs> whether it was more lit, because you say Alabama and automatically you think some, you know, super dark, you know, two lane road or something. And that might not be the case. So I'm just throwing stuff out there, Mm. but can I say PR wise, because the boyfriend came out and said something about how, um, she was fighting for her life for 48 hours. And first of all, it's like you putting too much on it now because we don't have enough details. So why are you telling us, unless you're going to tell us what happened, why are you saying that she was fighting for her life? Why not just say like the mother did? I think she asked for patience at this time. Or something of that nature. Now, if I were the family, no matter what happened, at this point, I would go with it was a mental break. That's what I would go with. You don't want to get charged. Well, because let's say it was something less than honest about the call, which I don't know. We don't know. But let's say it were. Then you don't want to get charged with, um, you know. uh, Demanding a false report. There you go. And so, you know, and which all of us do. And if you did something like that, honestly, isn't it a mental break that you would do, you know, if you did, you know what I mean? Do something like that. Yeah. Let's just say you didn't. And it's like, well, why? What was the scream? And then the drop of the fo- Well, she followed what she thought she saw was a child. Then you put in that we mm-hmm. have a little mental history in our family, but this the first we saw it in her because she 25. So it just came out. We just now seeing right. it. Right. This is what I'm saying for, for PR purposes, if I were a PR protection person. A problem solving. But legally, it could get the family in trouble, I'm thinking, because they're adding information that could be disputed later. That would be quiet. They could be, mm-hmm. that, yeah, because I'm thinking like if, 
Yeah, it's. I'm thinking PR. I'm gonna disagree with you, Vanessa. Sure. I'm thinking PR. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, I I no, probably I'm disagree thinking... with me too, but I had to put it out there. <laughs> I I get what you're saying, but I think PR wise, it l- saying nothing may be legally better for the family at this point because they probably know more information and they probably have been advised by the police as well as maybe even legal to say what they said. Yeah. By the time they get on Cameron Hall, though, I'm talking about in game. (laughs) Go with mental. That's what I'm saying. Not right now. Be quiet right now. In game. Go with go with the break. Yeah. I question the boyfriend saying something, but my first impulse whenever anything like this happens, I'm like, the boyfriend did it. So like, I feel like he had to say something to be like, no, seriously, like I know that's what everyone's going to think that it was me, that I did something, but I've been here with her. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a nice guy. I was with the family the whole time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That, that is, um, that he, that's why he spoke well. And he probably doesn't know any better to not speak. But he probably got nervous because the police always go right to come the on, Matlock. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> yeah, call me Marina Matlock. But it's it is it is what they it's what they go to immediately um, because that's the partner usually. That yeah. is, they go with statistics. And the closest to you. Statistics. A lot of times it's the closest to you because yeah. a lot of folks ain't that angry with you to do something to you. <laughs> I, when I first saw the story, I'm going to be honest, I was suspicious immediately of the story. Really? And, and, and mm-hmm. I didn't post anything. You and can. I, you know, coming from, yeah. And I come from an experience, which I'm mm. not going to talk about here, but I kind of know what this feeling is like. So I'm, I, I'm, I was hesitant to post anything yet before getting more information because I, I do know that the world or social media, uh, people get they they start adding information they don't really have the information none of us have the information the only people who have the information are the fa- is the family and the police mm-hmm. that's it and they'll have information way more than they can let the general public know now reporters will investigate and they'll find ways to get information and leak it to the press um, but this was not like one of those stories that was even no one cared about because she was a black woman. You think so? So, so it was just the had- whole social media thing. Because if we hear something cra- like different, like what a baby on the highway, you know what I mean? <laughs> like if for nothing else, yeah, that's a- we gonna laugh about it yeah. at the table. Like why was a baby doing on the highway? Like we gonna, you know have that kind of. It means that I'm not gonna check and see if a baby's like over? if a baby is on the highway. I'll just be like. Well, somebody better take care of that, but I'm not stopping. Like, I don't now that now based on this story. Prior to uh, though, this is a scam. Prior to though, do you think you would have stopped for the baby? It depends. Was it was like, it I'm in a diaper? What kind? Like, what was the baby? What, what kind yeah, of baby? Like, was it a toddler? How old the baby? What kind of baby? A, yeah, was it? Is there anyone baby? around that? Yeah, I feel very much so like I might like as I'm driving past call the police and be like, hey, somebody better check on this baby on the highway. But I myself, I don't I'm I like to help people. I want to be a good person. But if it's a I'm sorry, this is this is accepting. I accept my prejudices. But if it's a white baby in Alabama specifically, I might be like, you ain't gonna I don't know what this baby. is. I don't. 
You ain't gonna stop for the white Alabama baby. I don't Alabama know what this baby. is. So you gonna stop for a white Chicago baby? <laughs> I'm trying to in Chicago, baby I'd be walking. In Chicago, I'd be walking. True. I wouldn't be driving in yeah. Chicago. And so you see the baby and be like, what you doing out here? Yeah, and there'd be <laughs> other people walking around. Right. But like cool. the isolation of it, I'd be like, Mm-mm, this seems like this seems like a trap or like something from uh, True Detective season yeah. one or uh, there was another one where the murder people you get it yeah well the Chicago has a lot of drive like we we drive in Chicago I fifty seven if it was on the highway yeah. you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be walking oh okay. remember she said yeah. she was on the highway so, she said the baby was yeah, off the I'm, highway I'm, I'm, so I'm not personally investigating because. Okay, there's a baby there. What are you going to do? Gonna Take do? Like, the baby in the car. What am I Protect gonna, the baby. Yeah, am I adopting this baby? No, you're going to drop the baby so. off. Where? You're going to clean the baby up too. Can you talk to the baby that can't even talk? What am I going to do? When people was getting abducted, you had to drop them off at the uh, police station to help them out. You don't remember all this hit? Remember or, the, <laughs> or the vet. You could take it to the vet. The fire department. You could drop the baby off at the fire department. The 80s was heavy hitchhiking time. So you never, your grandparents ain't never pick up a hitchhiker or nothing? Well, the 70s. I'm sorry. 70s was probably prime hitchhiking time. My bad. I have, I've picked up a hitchhiker (gasps) and I should not have. After you just said you wouldn't pick up a baby? A baby? (laughs) And was the hitchhiker (laughs) of color? It was a black guy. Yeah. Kermese! How? Do I was in college. I was driving into town. This guy, there was like, like a, there was a problem with a car and the guy was like, I need help to go to this place. And I was like, you can, I can, I will give you a ride, but you have to sit with your hands up like this the entire time. And so I gave him a, a ride. It was like two miles into town. And he sat with his hands like this. And then I gave him $20 to like go fix his car or whatever. And you judge Miss Sherelle from Alabama for checking <laughs> on a uh, baby. This is a whole grown ass man. And you helped him, but you wouldn't help a baby. It's fine. I, I'm just checking with you at. Well, baby can't do you know this. What? So baby can't, can't keep the hands up. Might have had a pistol. But a uh, baby is a trap. How- like a man, I understand how he ended up on the highway. How'd that baby. baby end up on the highway? It wandered off. What? It wandered off, Kadeez. Oh, a baby. How's well, a baby they just recently, the <laughs> They just recently saved an autistic child, a four-year-old, I believe, in... I watch boy. T- I watch watch so Look much. At Kadeez, she like, uh, like oh, not. <laughs> I forget where it was, but there was the baby could have drowned. Mm. Uh, it's a t- autistic child, and it had to hold on to those like those grass things in order to not drown. Oh. And they did rescue the baby, but this was a report that the baby had gone missing. And they were afraid that they still may have now. been in the, reported in the area. Baby. I do. I do. I was like, oh, so there was like there a was reported a missing, missing person. Right. This wasn't like a, a, a trap. Yeah. A random baby. But what if you missed the. A ra- the random baby trap. But, you all, you all but, know now. The baby trap. But previous to that, obviously, you know, if you had seen it before it was, there was reported. There was no precedent. Like it- I'm calling somebody. I'm calling somebody who. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm not Child Protective Services. That's just I said, I'm not what Superman. To do. I ain't even Lois Lane. I can't even call Superman. I'm no hero. Listen, if I see a baby, I'm getting that baby. I can't. My instincts. Why? Just, 
I, if I see, I just, my instincts just this kick is how in. Zo- I can't. Like in zombie movies, people get got because they're like, ooh, it's a small baby. Nah, and then it turns around and half of its face is gone. And then you're dead. That's not the apocalypse. You I'm not stopping for a baby. <laughs> if it was the apocalypse, I'm with you, Kanisa. I'm not stopping for a baby. But, you know, if as long as this is civilization in which we're in, I think, Kanisa, we will stop for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, I'm a savage. I, I don't live in Alabama. This is a strange place to me. It's not, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, I will say like when the only time I reposted the story was when Roy Wood Jr. posted it on his Instagram. And I was like, well, okay, now if Roy, if Roy is posting it, let me just post it and and see what happens. He's from the area. And right after I posted it, they found she was and I, okay. and I and I was right. I was like, she was returned home. And I was like, yeah, something about this story was just a little bit like. How they know where she time. lives? She knew. No, she. Well, they never gave. Go ahead, Marina. I'm so sorry. Oh, she returned home. She knocked on the door. But how did so, she get we don't, back? That we don't know yet. We don't know. The people just were like, we're done. She returned home. She knocked on the door. She was disheveled. I love Did that we word. know? But they never and, wrote uh, disheveled. I looked for the word. <laughs> oh, you looked for they disheveled? Never descri- there was no, remember, there was no description. They just said she returned home. They and they called the she, police. She, and they said, they didn't say disheveled. They said disheveled somewhere. I didn't see disheveled. I checked a couple of reports. Are we assuming disheveled? I'm assuming disheveled when you're gone for four days. Well, they didn't say in the same clothes, did they? No, that's all left out. But uh, she was at the, I guess disheveled comes from the fact that she went to the hospital for an evaluation. That's a, a disheveled now is okay. an assumption. That's not a, that was. Oh yeah, that may be. <laughs> Could be my assumption. You're right. Um, CNN, let's look at CNN and see what they say. No further details. Because <laughs> 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 We need really to know, is, to is know. disheveled a part of this? Because. <laughs> let's see let's see i don't see disheveled anywhere i could do a fine of disheveled but i'd have to spell it uh, your forehead looks really good marina have you had botox or is that just you she'll never say <laughs> you look really good because oh. <laughs> i'm like i need to go get a tighten up <laughs> Yeah, that looks great. So I mean, I think I see no, but I only mean, when you raise your eyebrows you did, to like the height of your eyebrows. Yeah, you just being cool and laughing and doing all type of stuff. I didn't see anything. I've got like this. What is that guy from Star Trek where the, he's got all the lines? Up? The like, Cle- if uh, I raise the, my eyebrows, was it a Klingon? Guy. What is he? Yeah, oh, the Klingon. Right there. You got so. Klingon hit. No, listen. <laughs> yeah. I literally just before we logged on, I did my facial. Mm thing i do a whole facial thing now i'm on i'm into the facial maintenance mm. because i'm getting older and i'm seeing what's happening and it's okay i'm okay with it but there's things you can do to help so i use my i think it's called i forget what it's called natural here, let me pull it up here <laughs> so you guys can see it that's I'll cool. get it. I'll try sure, it. Like, I don't want to have cling on forehead. It's almost yeah. like we said, fuck that baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on. Let's talk about, let's talk about skincare now. Because I am wondering, okay, I am wondering Marina, where the baby is. It is a white is. baby. They're going to find out what happened to it. We can't make that out. Why don't you read it, Marina? 
It's uh, Nuo Valus. N-U-O-V-A-L-U-C-A. I mean, C-E. Valus. Nuo Valus. <laughs> and it is what you do. You do like this and you turn it on. You see that? See that? And you, know, you put it on the high mode. You see it's on high mode I right now. Okay. 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 You use I that in your there. vaginal area as well. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 And then you just you just go up and you hold it and you and you go over the forehead too. And it reduces lines. Okay. And you do it like three times a week or whatever. Yeah, and there's a there's another uh, top that you can put on it that really reduces lines. It looks like this. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. It in there. And, and Are it those little glass lines. beads? Yeah, it's little beads, and it has little rays, and it basically you go across your forehead, and it reduces lines. Apparently, like as you get older, what happens is beating up your face is what makes it better. red light. Oh, okay. Pretty much. And it all and then I put some lotion. I put my serums. Okay. That's okay. what they're called. Serums. Uh, my serums <laughs> on and that's and then I have a light that's shining on me so it makes me look like incredible. Well, it's working, darling. You do look great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So look, I was like, then let me tell you why I look great. <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah, so hopefully, you know, we'll we'll Follow the story with the Alabama woman, and maybe I should send her some facial cleanser. Make her feel better. <laughs> we'll see here. Apparently, a new wig because they confiscated the old one. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, if you, they, they probably didn't take care of it when they picked they it up never on the do. side of the highway. So no. they never do. She's so gonna feel so bad. Like I must look real bad in those photos. <laughs> in what photos? Like no, if if you send her skincare and like all these things, she's gonna be like. What photos did y'all use? Because I must have looked real bad. I have strangers out here sending me serums and a face thingamabob. I must have looked bad. They were good in their photos, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah, she, she did great. look good. She looked pretty. And she and you know, they put her weight out there. I guess you gotta because- know who you're looking for. <laughs> they have to, but, but still. Do you know what someone weighs? How when much you do I weigh, Maria? One twenty-four. <laughs> okay, so let's say one because you are muscular, so I'll go with one thirty-two. Nope. Damn, see, so if they put your weight out there, I wouldn't know. How <laughs> right, to you're like, I don't know if that's Vanessa. She's a lot. I don't know more petite than that. <laughs> than that I weight you're giving. How to go with that how weight? Two hundred pounds. Oh, that's not 119? Vanessa. One nineteen. Are you? Are you one nineteen? I'm, I'm usually between one forty-five and one fifty. Say word. You are Say so in word. shape. That's what, because that is like, you know, 145 and 150 is, that's what her weight was. Her weight was 150. Mm, she looked, looked completely she, she different looked, from um, her. She looked thicker than me. Quite thicker, thicker than me. Quite. Yeah. Um, but I'm 5'3". <laughs> I'm 5'3". Maybe five she was 5'. Yeah, some people are 5'. Fi- I'm 5'. But some my, people, my yeah, dog, other people are 5'. Or 4'10", one of those, 4'11", I think. Wait, how so old they is your daughter? Twenty three. Better with that. Oh, okay. I was like, is your daughter a child? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she saw on the highway. Vanessa is aging. Vanessa is aging backwards. Believe me when I say this. Vanessa, she put out a picture years ago where I was like, that looks like an older Vanessa. Vanessa looks completely like 
Like she looks Thank amazing. Thank you, Marina. Okay. You welcome. Yes. She was like, is that a baby? <laughs> no, my daughter's not growing anymore. She's she I looked it up oh, to see yeah. if she could get a kind of a check for it. Cause she's a little she's right <laughs> before you can get a check. <laughs> I promise yeah. you. She is. <laughs> so they should if they were to search for someone, they should put a like a fit one fifty or a non fit. One, would that be offensive? But that's accurate. <laughs> if someone was like, "You a you a you a big one fifty, you a loose big one fifty, <laughs> not loose." I don't know that. I would feel good about I that. I don't know when I, when I got recovered. I'm like, now why y'all say that? Like that's what I was, <laughs> once I was recovered. I said, now who wrote this? I'm a loose one fifty. I think this is a juicy topic. Hotels. Oh, I just want to go before we get Pivot. into the strike and all and the serious. The hotel room heists are on the rise with guests targeting you while you sleep. This scared the shit out of me, obviously, because we're all comics. We go on the road. I'm going to ask you both. I'll start with you, Kanice. When you stay when you're on the road, are you careful with your hotels? And are you aware of that, that someone could enter your room while you're sleeping? Yes. So I always do the door lock, like the little, they have things that lock over the door. So in addition to the lock, something that blocks the door. Um, I also, I'm like super paranoid about bed bugs after, I think it was Dan Licata got bed bugs when he went to JFL like a few years ago. Mm -hmm. So like I pull up the sheets, I look everywhere. I look under stuff. I look and make sure that in the closet, it doesn't even seem like there's like not a false door, but like how well is this closet connected to the other rooms? Like I check all of that because I'm like, I will get murdered here and no one will look. So you have to, yeah, I, I'm Why very no into checking. Look, my Kines, <laughs> I don't know. Be I like They're not going to notice you're missing. <laughs> Coming to the stage. Kines Mobley. Nothing. <laughs> my mom doesn't know how to use social media, so there wouldn't have been like a concerted effort that like all these famous people were posting about it. Like she would be like, I told your aunt and we didn't find you. <laughs> so I'd be on friends like us. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you know what it, it sounded like, you know, at the end of like the sound of music when they're looking for the Von Trop. The Von Trop! Family, <laughs> and they never come out, and they're like, mm, Trump family." <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on for a second. <laughs> and they never come out. They're like running from like Hitler. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> but I. So, oh, Vanessa, what about you? Goodness. As far as hotel rooms, well, I'm quite you, sure someone will look for me. So that's that. But no, I'm joking. I'm. Uh, Kadis, I do care too. I um uh, and sometimes even my husband's the one that'll say something like the uh, whole putting the tissue in the in the eye hole thing, you know, in that peephole because yeah. they could see through the other way. Because the last time I was at one, it was broke, and I you know so I had to put some tissue in that hole and make yes. sure they weren't looking at me or taking pictures. Hashtag Aaron Andrews mm. through my um you know peephole or whatever. So yeah, I do that as well as I like you said, keep that top lock and the um the bolt lock, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, other than that, I just, you know, burn some sage and pray, you know, the good Lord keep me. Cause you know what I mean? I want now, to look for bed bugs and stuff. I don't, I just try to stay in the, a nicer kind of hotel and pray they check. Well, no. Okay. So like the, even in nice hotels or stuff, cause I remember for the Netflix is a joke festival, we stayed at the W in Hollywood and I pulled up the, 
Can you give a fuck? You hear me? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, what I you know, I, I called them and they took a long time to answer. Right. <laughs> but I pulled the sheets back and the mattress looked like someone had been murdered. They like there was like red splotch all over the side of the mattress and like all these like tear like I, things. And I was like, was someone murdered in my room? I don't I want have to stay to here. Say, Right here, as you say that, as I pulled up this article, there was another article, but I didn't want to give you guys too many articles. I've been reducing that because it's like homework. There was another article about how they don't wash the bed sheets, And they went back to the hotel. Just they did a little thing. They did like that light that I've shows seen those up. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So the, oh my God. And they put like, I was here. And then they come back the next day. And it was still there. So it means they did not wash the sheets. I yeah. cannot tell you how that freaked me Mortified. Out. I just stopped watching that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you see me? I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, because people- I usually just like, I try not to think about that stuff, but that really freaked me out. They didn't change the sheets. I found hairs in a bed once and I was like, what I don't know what this is, but get this get these sheets off. Like this is like it's not pubic hair, but it's like thick black hair. It's not like like my texture hair. And I was like, okay, I don't. I just checked in, and there are like under the sheets there are there's hair in my bed. So you guys need to come in, and I want to see you do like a clean of it and like put fresh sheets on this because absolutely not. What about the remote control? Do, are you about? I you know what I've seen like comics do that where they cover the remote control with. And I do it too, but I get bored after a while. Like, it's like, it's too much to try to turn the channel with that plastic on sometimes. And some mm. hotels now, they actually cover the remote. Well, it's it's already the in plastic. the plastic, the ones I've been at, kind of, that recently I would think about. Oh, you've been at some fancy You know, <laughs> they put a little seal on it, let you know nobody's been in this remote bag since the last time. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. So it kind of makes you feel better, yeah. at least in your head. But, you know... Um, oh, you know what in that article, though? Because uh, I always put the don't disturb signs. I've always got something in my room that shouldn't be disturbed. And um, <laughs> and uh, they said that they were using that to get in. So, and, and I've seen somebody also do a kind of wedging thing that unlocks that top locky thing, too. So I've seen all kind of treacherous oh. stuff. Yes, the deadbolt. So in this story, they had used the deadbolt and they had the please. Yeah. And so there are things they can do like they can. In, some of them can enter through underneath the floor and come up underneath the floor and pull the stud bolt out. Now that takes a lot of skill and you must be in like um, a suite where you are not hearing it. You know, that's what happened. So I'll just read this real fast. The Las Vegas vacationers ripped off in their rooms while they slept. It's a scary scenario. Scripps news, Las Vegas first reported two years ago, but the crime seems to be on repeat. On the Las Vegas Strip, the crime we reported on in 2021 remains unsolved, but the circumstances are eerily similar to the batch of burglaries at the center of a recent bust. Some of what Scripps News Las Vegas learned in the police report gives keen insight for anyone planning a vacation or a staycation, such as which hotel rooms are more likely to get robbed and why you should think twice before using the do not disturb sign. Police records show hotel security has seen a spike in room burglaries over the past two months. The type of burglar, like a burglar gains entry into a room, vandalizes the peephole, steals only cash and jewelry and leaves the victim's 
property near the room's front door. That's what happened. Now, tips for travelers. Check to make sure the door is locked when you leave the room. Always use the flip lock when going to sleep. Use the key drop when you check out if it's in view of hotel personnel or I never do that when I leave. I just leave. Or best case scenario is to take room keys when you with you and shred or cut them up when you get home. So I guess if you're checking into a room, don't leave the hotel key ever in the rooms because someone can enter your room and get that key. Lock interior doors when going to sleep if you're in a suite. Now, after I read this article, I went on Amazon and it should be arriving soon. <laughs> I bought... Those um, in this article, it actually has like um, traveling locks, like door locks. Um, I'll find it for you while you guys are talking. But what? let me tell you something. This scared the shit out of me because I do get careless sometimes. And I have hesitated at putting that do not disturb thing on the door because I'm like, this is how you let people know you're in here. Yeah, but right. it's also how I let people know don't walk in on me because some other hotels, and this has nothing to do with my safety. It has to do with my um, customer service and convenience. If you knock on my door one more time while I'm in here trying to take this nap, <laughs> ask me about what, I, you know, do I need some fresh towel? No, and I said that three times to the last people that came through here now. I'm trying to get a little nap for my show now. Stop. Or, you know what I mean? Don't, you know, if I'm with my honey or something and. Y'all keep on. I've had people walk in on me. You know what I mean? I'm like, come on, man. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff where I'm <clears throat> covering myself. Yeah. So I just put that out there because I do not want to be disturbed. And I mean that. If I need something, I'll call you. <laughs> There's uh, at some hotels they have, it's almost like a button system mm. where you can press like green. You do want someone to come in or the red that you don't want someone to come in. And I like that because you can't just take it off the mm. door and use it to break in. But also, like, from down the hall, the I guess the cleaning staff knows, oh, I'm not even going to bother with that area. Because it's all red lights above all disturbed. those doors or something. Yeah, yeah that's a good yep. one. Like, the bathroom stalls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, recently, while in Chicago for the Chosen Few Music Festival, which, Vanessa, I was shocked that you were I was there, there, like, the week before. Like, boo. <laughs> I know, but I stayed at the Sophie. The Sophie is in Hyde Park. It's my favorite hotel in Chicago. Because now when I go home, I have less family there. So I have my one sister and she's got a lot of kids. So in order for rescue, I go there. Because I can't. can't, um, My one niece, she said to me, Titi, I'm so sorry that I jumped on your head this morning and while you were sleeping. I'm so sorry that I interrupted you while you were working. And when you said go slow, I went faster. I was like, so you know you're doing this, right? Uh-huh, yeah. I go, why are you doing it? I just like your facial expression. It's so funny. So I got a hotel. Yeah. So the Sophie, <laughs> the Sophie does that where you push mm-hmm. a button and you're right. And But I did notice both, it was two peepholes, one for, I guess, the little person. And then, because I didn't understand the second, because I saw the one people and it was mm. broken, and I was, it caught my eye. It, like I was like, I'm noticing this. This is why is this broken? It's just like available for anyone to look in. Oh mm-hmm. hell no! So I took some cotton balls, put that in there. Then I looked and I said, is, "There's another people down here that I missed." <laughs> like at my well, I badge area, say right at that badge. Yeah, it was right at badge <laughs> area. So I and that was also just like you could just look right in. So I put some cotton in there. But I gotta say, man, 
thought about that for a while, like like someone just coming in and you just never know. So I got this thing today. It's called Add a Lock. Add a Lock. And A-D-D-A-L-O-C-K, one word. It's arriving today by 10 p.m. It's only $18 on Amazon or you can buy whatever you prefer. But, you know, just look at, into it and it, you can travel with it. It's light. I, I'm I'm freaked out from the article, so I can't, I can't. Yeah. You know what else? Joining rooms. I remember Erin Jackson said this on an episode. She will not do a room if it's in, adjoining another mm. room, you know, mm-hmm. where someone can open it and Has walk the into doors. your room. That's funny. I understand it though. Yeah. I mean, I sometimes I'm too tired. That and that's what they're also counting on is you checking in, being so exhausted that you don't have to. But I'm also thinking they only target the rooms that are like suites where Mm. you're in a separate room because you cannot hear them come in if you're asleep. Yeah. So pay attention if you're in a suite. I think that's the most important thing, too, which my sister had at the Sophie, and I did not have the suite. I was annoyed by that. And that's a whole other detail. All right. So the strike is on. The writer's strike. Vanessa and I were both. We did it in New York City. Vanessa joined us. It was so much fun. Vanessa, what are your views on the strike as it is right now? Like, do you think it's gone too long? Do you feel like... How long do you think it's going to last? I think it's necessary. It'll probably last to the fall, mm-hmm. I would imagine. I mean, I don't know, you know, really on these things. I'm just uh, guessing. But um, it's definitely necessary. You know, whenever you have all these new things that are coming into play, you need new negotiations. That's just period. You know, um, a lot of these things we can't forecast. You know what I mean? Who knew, you know, where we would be in said year and said time and perpetuity and all of that business and throughout the universe and all this old business. You know what I mean? So, so um, I think there's always room for amendments and I don't see how it's not almost like, hey, every five years we come to the table, make sure everybody good. You know what I mean? Or every 10 years we come to the table, make sure everybody good. So we should be coming up on a renegotiation anyway in terms of, and I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, in, in terms, I mean, I know they meet and I guess, you know what I mean? Or whatever, but like with some real, like, do we need to change anything type of thing like that big general you know that that real serious meeting you know have things changed in the world um is everybody good you know that kind of stuff and um again i think it it was leslie jones of course i don't think i know it was um she was a bit um angered by the people that were saying um weird things under her post and even with you know people i know that are around me that are kind of like thinking that it's some type of rich person strike or you know, mm-hmm. uh, Hollywood folks always want some more. It's never enough type of thing. And it's like, you know, y'all have to get over this stigma and you should be able to see by now, hopefully with social media and other things and all these interviews, people, everybody's not rich. You know what I'm saying? And, um, those that are trying to get rich, this is how, you know, how do we get to that point? If yeah. We don't have the right things in place to help us take care of our families and take, you know what I mean? And provide other jobs for other people and all that great stuff that people think that Hollywood is, you know, we're not all Will and Jada Smith, you know, area people. We're not all Issa Rae. We're not all, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and I just, I right. cannot imagine if I only, comedy saves me all the time. I can't imagine if I was just only a writer or only a um, actress at the level that I'm at. You know what I mean? When things are mm-hmm. slow for me in those areas, I can always just go jump on stage and, 
and um, be able to fill, you know, some some uh, spaces there. It's very necessary. Denise? Yeah. Second, um, I'm not in any of the unions, but Are you not? I'm not. Uh, oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm not in any of the unions, but a bunch of my friends are. And it's wild that I've seen people who do work on major shows and then don't have enough money to like pay their rent all the time and like have to go live with their parents for like just the, a series of things that they have to do. And it's like, but you're living the dream that I've worked so hard to get to. But, oh, man, it really doesn't seem like a dream if you can't afford to pay your bills. Yeah. Oh, they always think like family members. I think they think I make money if they see me on TV like one time. Yep. And they don't understand. It's like, no, 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 no. That's like one check. It's it, they they keep saying this term gig economy. Mm-hmm. Which is what it is. You know, you get paid that one time. The residual check sometimes is like two cents. I got a check recently for two cents. <laughs> uh, Sorry to laugh, but, but that is funny. I mean, depending to, on what it honestly, is. It costs more to ship mm-hmm. it, yeah. 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 And um, why aren't you in the union? I'm I'm confused by that. You've done a lot of work, haven't you? Not, Have they come Have you checked into it? Even? Not enough um they like i i think you've seen me do a bunch of stand-up and and independently produce stuff but i haven't done enough mm. to get in there so you should i'm checking on that wga you, you thing sh- you've done some writing haven't you Kenise? i just <laughs> yeah, believe it yeah. and i've written on shows but i'm not in the wga you know what i'm saying and i need to check into it i might mm-hmm. very well be eligible now sag after was something i was like oh i gotta hurry you know what i mean i was checking all the time <laughs> <laughs> just uh, mm-hmm. to make sure I, I was in that because I kind of knew what that meant for me as an actress. You know what I mean? So that was an easier one. But to, you know, I'm not going to jump all over you, Kenise, because I didn't check to see if I'm <laughs> eligible to be in, in the WGA. But I stand with them. And that's why I was standing at that strike. Uh, yes. Um, and, and walking in it and picketing and all that stuff, because, um, again, it's, you know, set up top there. It's quite necessary. And it's some very serious yeah. things on the line. Um, so for the first time since 1960, and this is AP News, um, written by Andrew Dalton and Leslie Ambrose. I don't know. This is AP News, so no uh, white nationalists. Uh, <laughs> both of the Writers and Screen Actors Guild are striking at the same time now. The joint strike has shut down productions across the entertainment industry after talks for new contract with studios and streaming services broke down. Before the talks began, which was on June 7th, almost 98% of the 65,000 actors who cast ballots voted in support of their union leaders to send them on strike at the end of their contract. That's a large number. After a nearly two-week extension of the actors' union contract and negotiations that only seemed to highlight hostility between the two groups, Fran Drescher which I don't know if you saw. Did you see her yes. speech? Very passionate. Sent chills. Yes. Was so pa- well, she is an actress. Uh, <laughs> I thought to myself, wow, she looks pretty good. Like she's using her serums. Uh, president of she is president of yeah. SAG and said the extension extension made us feel like we'd been duped. Like, oh, I like that. Like maybe it was just to let studios promote their summer movies. Like for another 12 days. 
That makes sense. Union rules prevent actors from doing any interviews or promotions around awards, and they may not appear at the ceremony, just in case if you're wondering. They also prevent actors from making personal appearances or promoting their work on podcasts. Well, they could come on here to talk about being a friend. (laughs) And they are barred from doing any production work, including auditions, readings, rehearsals, voiceovers, along with actual shooting. The writer's strike brought the immediate shutdown of the late night talk shows and scripted shows. And with the addition of the SAG joining the strike, many more projects will be put on pause. The premiere of Christopher Nolan's film Oppenheimer in London was moved up an hour so that the cast could walk the red carpet before the SAG board's announcement. That's interesting. But once the strike was announced, actors, including Cillian Murphy, Emily Blunt and Matt Damon, they all walked out. Yeah. I'm curious about The View, however. Like, I watch The View every day, and I'm not sure. It feels like they're crossing the picket line, those ladies. Didn't they say... And I love them. We love everybody that's still working. But didn't they say um, something in terms of, like, broadcasting or something wasn't considered? And I don't know if that's under, like, a broadcast type of situation. Mm. And they have more of the producers kind of segment the show instead of having like straight up writers but then you run into the sag after part of it you know i don't know what they're under you know what i mean because i don't think every just like animation is still going on i don't know but now with the sag after stuff now and maybe it isn't because that covers voiceovers so i think i knew i think there's something different for news uh just because i listen to npr every morning and they they cover like the strike and stuff and they're like we are all technically under a it's like a SAG contract, but it's different. And so, like, as news producers, we can still make news, but we couldn't. Yeah, broadcast in the news type of thing. Be. And the view would be yeah, under. Yeah, they can, you can still do that. Yeah. So, if, if Whoopi's like, hey, I'm just doing news, this isn't acting, news. then maybe it's fine. Yeah. But you can't promote on that. No, either, which is why most panel. people go on talk shows because, you know, why would I waste my time if I'm not, you know? Well, I mean, now <laughs> you get your social media numbers up. I don't know. But other than that, you know, most people go on too. Yeah, that's the whole point. On. We should all just be on the view. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll oh to promote a podcast. <laughs> well, to, yeah. just, just to be just, entertaining. Just, yeah, to promote a to podcast. Talk. Just be like, hey, we're funny people. Just let us let us talk. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. About um, how we don't stop for I don't babies. Know, it all... <laughs> yeah, but we'll be on the view. Well, creepy I, I babies was... at right. night. Okay, creepy babies context. at night. You guys, I feel like you 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 spun this because truly in your headlights. You see like a ghostly white baby. You stopping? You're stopping. You're stopping in the middle of the night. That Yeah, you made a good point there. In the middle of the night. Yeah. That's why I did ask you originally at what time of day. Yeah, in the middle of the night, a white baby uh walking. I would have to stop. But it's I would be scared about the whole thing. If you maybe stop like a little way down the road, call the police and sit in your car locked and wait. But I wouldn't I'm not going out to save that baby. But someone could hit the baby. That's that baby's fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry. I'm just I'll honk. I'll honk if like other cars get too close to the baby. Right, don't do it. Honk. Yeah, stop. Right. <laughs> no. You know, but like wouldn't it be funny? Emergency baby walking sign you just throw out your window. <laughs> yeah, just there's a baby. Everybody don't hit it. Yeah, that. 
Now, let's go back to the strike. What do you think actors want? Do you know Kanis? I think they want control over their likeness. So in addition to making sure that they're not just, because I've seen a lot of things about going in, getting paid for one day's of work, getting scanned, and then being able to use your image in perpetuity. So instead of like getting different projects where you are an extra, okay, I did one time, I got one day's work, and they're using me in movie after movie after movie. I deserve some compensation for that. And it may be an adjustment of the rates or a change, but you don't have wholesale access to my likeness to be able to use at your convenience. Like, And I think that's completely fair. Vanessa? Um, what Kanee said, as well as um, residuals, I think are important with this new digital world and how we are, you know, the downloads and the, the digital platforms in, in terms of different, you know, where it's the uh, MGM used to just do movies. Now they're putting it on their digital platform instead of putting it out into the theaters. And what does that mean for me? And what does that mean for if you sell it, you know, off of this particular platform onto another platform? Like, you know how do we uh, quantify it and how do I get paid? Because there is money here and somebody is getting paid and studios do have, you know what I mean? You wouldn't be making all these things if you, if they weren't, you know what I mean? So I just think with everything that is new, how, you know, do we um, pass this around equitably, I guess is what you're saying. You know what I mean? Make sure everybody is still uh, making a fair living um uh, for the fair work that they do. It's not like you didn't do the work or even if you like my likeness like that and I'm a background actor. You know what I mean? If you keep using my face, there's something about it. It sets it apart from others and I think I should be paid for that. It, you, you know, you, I don't want you using my voice and one in respect. You know what I'm saying? I don't want you to be able to use my voice Then you're saying stuff that I wouldn't want a, my voice to be to, to say or narrate or what have you. The Black Mirror had a um, a show, an episode that was quite similar to this. It was kind of like when you, um, it had, um, Lord, don't make me say everybody names, but, um, and they kept saying their names all throughout the movie, but Michael Sarah was in it. And, um, what's my girl, Selma Hayek. I didn't mean to do that. Excuse me. <laughs> like, that excuse, so me. <laughs> excuse me very much. It's a compliment. Sincerely. Sincerely it is. That's a woman to woman compliment. Selma Hayek and my girl from, um, from Schitt's Creek. Ah, oh, I can't remember that sister's name. Jeez, will of course. Anyway, good episode of Black Mirror. And it was basically how you don't read all that fine print in your Netflix or not Netflix. They use whatever stream. You don't read all that fine print when you're getting apps, streams, whatever. And they basically said, well, you signed away your likeness and you're this and that. And they had her in this thing where they were just basically following her life and redoing her whole life without her permission. And it was like really wacky and crazy. It's worth a look. Yeah. Black Mirror has always been ahead. It always like is accurate, actually, scary accurate, as well as the, um, what's the show that Zaynab is on? Uh, up, upload, you know what? Upload. You know what? Hmm. Fuck all this. I'm not promoting Black Mirror or anything <laughs> else because we're on fucking strike. Fuck that movie. Fuck that show. Fuck Netflix and anything that's on that motherfucker because I ain't watching it right now. We on strike. That's right. Let me watch my mouth. Fuck that However, shit. However, I didn't. <laughs> I, I feel bad because I did. I wanted to see Blackening. I had to buy it last night. I'll go to the movie and see it too. But I, I, I did want to support that film because Jermaine Fowler is excellent in that. And I know you wanted to, and but Dwayne we are Harkins. not able to support anything. <laughs> I know, at this I know. Time. that's true. That's Your true. Wait, I can't go to the movies. Like you are not going to the movies. Okay, I'm gonna cancel. I'm gonna put my. I don't AMC know. Is thing, I'm sorry. Hold. I mean to put that on know. your knees. We should look that up. <laughs> is it in the movie? I, I, I use the um, so. 
I'm not advertising for AMC, but they do have a membership where you can see three movies a week and it's like $24. And I go to the movies a lot. And so I'm like, okay, well, we want I got people to watch them when our contracts are right. Yeah. You know? But why would we be promoting something yeah, under, don't the old, watch shit. under the old contracts? You <laughs> Read know what some I mean? books. Read some books. <laughs> I'll go to the library, I guess. Read go, some yeah, books. Go to, read some banned books. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry to introduce that. That was my fault. No, it's a very good point. But it's also like, I think you, Vanessa, you brought up a good point about how people don't really empathize with this because of what, how easily accessible these movies are right mm-hmm. now and how easily accessible streaming is right now. Mm-hmm. And they don't see the importance of it because it just seems like it's right there at your fingertips. And what you see is celebrities with big Hollywood mansions and you see like Kevin Hart driving this car and you see how much, you know, the ones who make a lot of money make. So the average person is, yeah. What is the percentage of that? You know, of the real, of all the people that are actually, you know, in it. It's just, yeah, it's just a perception. And also here's the thing. Insurance, health insurance is really super important to this issue because if you don't work a certain number, and a lot of people out there in the public do not know this, but if you don't work a certain number, you don't get health insurance. Mm -hmm. So if the the streaming reduces the number of hours and the numbers you work, so you don't get health insurance if you're not on a show that's like, if you're not a major star – if you're not writing in a writer's room, for example, that's lasting, um, I don't know, for for example, twenty um, oh, a few months, three months, let's just say, it only maybe is for a month or maybe two weeks because they've reduced the size of their writer's room. Yeah. You don't get health insurance. And so that affects, like, let's just say, like, I remember when I had breast cancer and I was not working, I, my SAG after insurance was up. What am I supposed to do? What am I? uh, It's a gig economy, right? I'm not working. Mm -hmm. I can't get work. I have breast cancer. So what am I supposed to do? It's I get Medicaid or whatever to fulfill that. But these things need to be answered. You need to take care of the people and the employees that work for you. I think the idea that I think where this young generation got it right was that they have power in their voices and they have power in their demands of, I need to be treated right because I am providing a service. And where Hollywood is getting it wrong is they're like, mm, no, <laughs> we, we just want to make money. Now to put this all into perspective, how much money they make, according to an al- analysis using compensation data from, it says Equilar, the average pay for top Hollywood executives rose 53% from 2018 to $28 million in, by the way, still a pandemic world in 2021. This is roughly 108 times the average writer's pay, okay? And executive compensation is typically a mixture of fixed salary, variable performance-based bonuses, and other perks. The average pay for CEO at S&P 500 companies increased by more than 550,000 a year to an average of 18 point. Oh, okay. That's a different article mixed in here. I like the excitement though. 
<laughs> basically, basically, it's three hundred and ninety nine times as much as the average worker. Where where else have you heard that number? That's insane. All these new subscriptions. All these you subscriptions. Wanna... Don't let money out. Who do you think makes the most of all the execs? Mm, you mean at what company or what you mean like a person's name? Name a name? Yeah. The, I'll, well, oh, I'll I just don't know. tell you. Thank you. I can ask Disney just because they have a pretty big market share. They're in number four. Um, and I'll tell you, it's because I have been following Disney since I've been on the stock market for the past three years. Disney's stock is so low right now. Oh. And he's the one talking the most, which he's the one who said the most insulting things. Like he goes, he said, this couldn't have come. His name is Bob Iger. Iger. Yeah. And he's been brought back, by the way. Yeah. After they tried to change it up. He said, this mm. is the worst time in the world to add to that disruption. There's a level of expectation that they have that is just not realistic. Being able to live, eat, all these things. Well, there's like some of the things I think that were being discussed is they're saying some of these uh, subscription based streamers and all that different stuff. They haven't they're not necessarily making money yet or they haven't found a way to make it make sense. I don't know because I don't have the numbers in front of me, but those are some of the things on the opposing side that are being said but i'm like so 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 why we still can't get something in place for when you do or whatever situation like i don't make more than you can like the way and the executives are still getting paid the executives are still getting paid so something needs to be done he got paid 195 wait i don't know how to say that number 195 comma (laughs) zero nine two comma four six zero what is that so a hundred million dollars? $195 million. Can we start talking about these companies the way that we talk about poor people? Where it's like, oh, well, you shouldn't have spent so much then. Like, this is you, you, you shouldn't be living out here extravagant if you didn't have the money to do it. And now we have to pay for the fact that you're irresponsible? That doesn't, no. Yeah, 399 times as much. So... That's the problem is they keep claiming, I think they really are assuming that we're all dumb and that we don't do math. That's the only thing. And by the way, when I went to artificial intelligence to get an answer about the writer, the actor strike, it came back and said, uh, an AI powered overview is not available for the search right now. <laughs> <laughs> How convenient. Wow. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we don't we don't do that. <laughs> now, House of Dragon, they are continuing. How are so? They? So, the filming for the hit HBO hosted series House of the Dragon is set to continue even as the SAG after strike goes on to join other groups striking for better pay in Hollywood. As Variety reported, production on the Game of Thrones prequel should continue in the United Kingdom as scheduled. The show employs mostly actors from the UK who are contracted under local government rules. The actors are unionized under a UK union called Equity, which doesn't legally allow them to strike in a show of support for those unionized actors involved in in negotiations for better pay in the United States. Huh. Okay. So I guess an injustice here doesn't mean an injustice in the UK. Everywhere. (laughs) Okay. How has this like led to your perspective of like 
Hollywood in general? Or your view? I don't think my view has changed much. It's always been a greedy, um, um, not mysterious place, but just a greedy place that, you know, just like, I don't know, most political things. It could We see how it can be better, but we just don't do it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You see why people, you know, uh, kind of when you're in it, you see some of the good, the bad and the ugly, but you definitely see why people, it's not for everybody. It's not for the meek at heart. You definitely, I don't know. I, like I say, I guess my biggest thing is like my view of it hasn't changed much. It's just, come on guys, what's going to come of this? Because I actually, I, I don't know, because this is all new stuff, streaming and and um, and um, AI and, and using our images more than and, and our likenesses and our voices and things that we hadn't thought about. And so I'm just really interested in the fairness of it all and it being distributed in a way that makes sense. You know, hopefully nobody's happy. You know, the executives aren't going to be happy. We're not going to be happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that it, it, it moves the uh, meter toward the people that need it most. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where my thoughts come is that, come on, motherfuckers, y'all know, <laughs> you know, starving out here, baby. You know what I mean? There's some folks out here that really, really need it. It's not, and I, and I appreciate the folks that that have it. You know, as um Leslie was saying, she's like, shit, I made it when I was 47. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not one of the ones that's starving. I, I, I made it over. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? But I'm not so far gone that I don't remember what it's like. And I have so many friends that are, um, we're working on getting over and on the type of shows, as Kanee said, that they're working on. Why haven't they made it over at this point? You know what I mean? Because that show definitely was a popular one. It was one that was, you know, well viewed or whatever. And I don't know if with these streaming platforms that they have something where, we're going to cut the, you know, there's only so, there's so many things on streaming that are only so many seasons. And you're like, when is this going to get finished? You know what I mean? And you think it's because I don't know why, but it really, it's because, you know, if we do one more episode, we'll have to pay some residual that we don't want to pay. You know what I mean? And so, um, they just cut it off and we're right in the middle. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Cause I'm not, I actually don't read all the fine print. You know what I mean? So shout out for all the representatives that do and that are looking out for us. Um, and that uh, actually when we get through, they usually do a nice little round table and put it all in a nutshell because I still don't read the way I should. I'm happy that this is showing like working class and middle class people in the entertainment industry, because, yeah, like you guys have been talking about, like everyone assumes that it is the highest level that they're seeing. But it is like the lighting guy is a blue collar guy. Like the people doing this stuff are blue collar people. Extras are blue collar people. Like it's not the blue collar exactly the way you think it is, but it is like part of a union. You go to a job, you have certain hours. It's like that. And it's not just an easy existence where these people aren't working hard and they deserve to be paid for that. And I hope that more people get that idea that yes, we like TV and it is created by people who are mostly working class. Yeah, and there's strikes everywhere. There's teacher strikes. I think there's uh, UPS, United Parcel, the Postal Service. They're like, don't treat us just any kind of way. It's universal, and and one strike affects the other. The episode before last, which was a re-air, that episode talks about how teachers' unions joined the writers' strike union. Like it's like Vanessa, you were there at the writers' strike, and you're an actress. It's important that we understand that. Exactly that point of injustice anywhere is a threat to injustice everywhere. It 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 will affect this strike will affect the economy and their stock prices. Um, it hasn't yet, however. Um, as I was telling Kanice before we signed on, 
something that I've noticed over the three years of watching the stock market. When people are doing bad, the stock market seems to do pretty well. Netflix's stock is up at least, I, I believe it's up like 50% from where it was in 2021. It was like, what did I say, 100 and something dollars. And now it's like up, it's like $400. So if you invested, well, and that's what Fran Drescher was talking about. We're not talking about satisfying Wall Street right now. And that is what these, cor- these execs are interested in. When they fire people, when they lay people off, I notice their stock price and people, it goes way up because it means that they are taking into consideration uh, their expenses and their earnings report and that their earnings report will come in better because they've costs. It's like what Tesla did, like Tesla reduced the price of their vehicles and their stock price has surged because of this. They also laid off a ton of people. Um, and also, like, the, I mean, when he went to Twitter, it affected Tesla. But now that Twitter's sort of in trouble, his stock, because they know he's going to be focusing more on Tesla, the stock for Tesla has gone way up. It's really interesting stuff. And it's what drives politicians when they talk about like interest rates hikes, like you probably have noticed like the price of eggs have gone down, right? So the price of eggs have gone down, but it, and, and that means that the stock market is going to start moving really nicely, right? And the, the reason it went up was to help Wall Street, not you. Well, I never think it's to help me. If I'm going to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's just not where I am I'm, in life. I'm in my fifties and I'm just now learning this stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God. I like, I, it's so funny. Cause now I tell everyone to get involved in the stock market and everyone's like, Marina, stop yourself. <laughs> like the pool boy. I'm like, are you investing in at least Puma? I see you got Puma shoes. The guy who helped me with my hotel uh, remote control this week. I was like, I hope you have stock. Um, oh, bless your heart. But it is true. It's you like got a ministry. You know, it wasn't for us. Stock, Wall Street wasn't for us for a reason. The information is there. The information of how it keeps us on one plane and them on another is there. It's just we got to look into it. Now that they're putting their salaries out there, when you look at these executives and all of them are white, it's amazing that Hollywood has any diversity right now. It's at the bottom where they can get rid of it the second it becomes inconvenient. I was going to speak to that too, Kanice, when they were talking about the writers' rooms and stuff, and where um, a lot of they were just kind of accepting more people of color, if you will. There, um, I, I know we all of us have quite a few friends in writers' rooms and so forth, but what um, level are you at? You know what I'm saying? And what is your um, what is that? Um, what does it look like as far as that upward mobility? Like, are you going to get to story editor or get to whatever your next steps are to really get that check? You know what I mean? So it's like they keep you at these levels, like you said, where it's like, OK, good. Thank you. You know what I mean? Or, hey, we made these quotas. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Hey, you were. Thank you for being here for the picture. But um, we've decided actually that our priority still is and has always been making lots of money. And your presence doesn't really add to that. So we're not going to invest in trying to find you like we don't. We don't care that much. And so we're not going to do it. I guess that's what I mean by that question is where is your 
perception of Hollywood changed because I think when I first got into it, uh, comedy, and I know this sounds crazy. I was telling someone this yesterday. I really, and I've always been like this. It's not good. I had to go to therapy for it. I, it's true. I really was not into it for the money. I swear to God. I was, I was hoping very, that's what you were going to say. I was very unrealistic, I guess, in a sense. But I really, when I first got into theater and all of it, it was really for my love of acting and performing and the art of it. And I, money was not on my mind. I never, I, I never thought I would make money doing it. And, and it's just because as a child, my sister even remembers this, and she brought it up this weekend when I was in Chicago, that they used to put me in front of my father all the time and ask him for the money for us to go out for the weekend because they knew that I looked the most innocent and I didn't like doing it, and they thought it was cute and adorable, and my dad thought it was cute, and so he would give us more money. But for me, it was the most torturous ex moment for me as a child, asking my father for money like that. I did not like doing it. I felt like everyone would have their hand out to my dad for money and I didn't want to be that person. And they didn't know, I didn't know how to explain it, but it affected me for the rest of my life as far as asking for what I need and what I deserve. It took me therapy to realize that you do deserve to get paid because you do deserve to have, you have to pay for your health care. You have to pay for your rent, your mortgage. We don't know what people's expenses are. And that is important. And so now I finally do understand that. But for years, the idea that someone was picking me based on an economy was not in my mind. When they didn't pick me for last comic standing and someone was like, Marina, you had one of the best sets, whatever. Who cares if it was true or not? But I remember um, Brett Butler saying that to me and not I was it was the first moment I realized it had nothing. None of this had anything to do with my talent. Yep. I was with some um, pretty successful comedians, you know, and they um, were telling me because I, I find myself to be quite talented. <laughs> <laughs> you are very, both of you, both and, of you women. Uh, especially in stand-up, you know what I mean? I have a way with an audience that, you know, you know, it's, 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 you know to be looked no, at. No, you're extremely talented. I tell you this all the time. And um, especially up against some of the ones that have um, been highlighted and that have their careers have escalated and they're in some really great spaces, you know, I know that I measure up next to them pretty fucking mm -hmm. well. So I was reminded because as you said, Marina, I didn't come into this thinking about money or any of that stuff. I actually came into it because of my love and passion for it. And I felt like it was a ministry and I felt like that it was my way to give back to the earth and it was my purpose. And I'm here for, and it was all this pure shit. And um, it was like two, they're doing really well too, these two comedians, but they were like, it's not about being funny, Vanessa. It's all about the business. They're like, I'm not particularly funny. They were like, I, it grew on me, you know, that kind of shit. They were like, but you know, I didn't get picked for being the funniest. Like I used to watch some of these people like totally bomb, you know what I mean? Or they really had to pull it together. And I've, I've you know, you always improve on yourself and things like that, but there's some people that have a bit of a rhythm from the beginning, you know what I mean? Or whatever. And I consider yeah. myself one of those people that have had a bit of a rhythm from the beginning, but my stories and my kind of comedy, I don't think was quite sought after, nor it's always that thing of what do we do with these kinds of people do with her or that kind of thing, you know, or you're, you know, um, 
the way that you speak isn't the way that they want you to speak or whatever that thing is, but the stories are there. But again, we find ourselves in these spaces and um, we have to realize that this is a, a business, 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 <laughs> business, you know what I mean? And we all are trying to make a hell of a living out of it, especially, you know, um, once that passion, it doesn't grow thin, but you start seeing that it doesn't put food on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't eat passion pancakes, so I really <laughs> had to start focusing on the business aspect of it and, and realizing, you know, that you have to look at those contracts and you have to fight for what you you do deserve it, and you do have to fight for what you um for what uh, you deserve. And once you finally, we finally are at this door where we our stories are being told more often. So I'll be damned if I don't get the money that I deserve for it and get you know what I mean. Like so, um. It's an important time, I, I guess, is what I want to just keep pushing in there. And we're fighting for those working class um, actors and actresses and for the ones that are coming behind us. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And the money is there. They have it to give. That's that's the main point. I think the actors and the writers strike is pointing out is they're lying. The money is there. How did you all get raises? What are you talking about? What is yeah. this yacht you were on, sir? <laughs> what is this yacht? And I'm not telling you you shouldn't have a yacht, but this is too big, sir. Give, put, put, put this money around. If you're, you if you're going through such a hard time, you shouldn't be having a yacht. Like, if you, if, 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 as you say, this is a really time where we got to, these people are being unrealistic and we've got to like all tighten our belts because it's a tough time. Bitch, why are you on a yacht? Why did you just <laughs> buy a new yacht? What are you talking about? Like, sorry. Yeah. No, I don't no, the and then they, they had that the meme that was going out or it was a fact. They were saying they wanted to see us all go broke. I saw yes. our homes yeah. for the writers. Yeah, especially yeah, to go broke and everything. They say they'll come back to the table for the actors and actresses first. And then, you know, hopefully y'all lose some houses and loosen your grip on that writers thing. And I'll be honest, I actually haven't read all through to know what, um, you know, what we're asking for, uh, opposed to what they're offering, you know what I mean? Or whatever, or if they're offering anything, you know, but, uh, Fran was talking like they wasn't offering much. Oh, <laughs> here it is. Was- I know she really, she went in. I think here it is, is, uh, let's see if the, if an, in an outline of proposals, the WGA says it's, this is the WGA says it's asking for a six, 6% increase in minimum rates for the first year, followed by a raise of 5% for the following two studios countered by offering 4% increase in minimum rates in the first year, followed by raises of 3% and 2%, which the AMPTP says is the highest first rate increase offered to the WGA in more than 25 years. But the circumstances are not the same. If they gave us everything that we asked for, it would make a difference of exactly percent in the bottom line that the studios currently are paying so really they're saying no to two percent and so that's the thing you got to really put the numbers out there correctly and that is for the writers as far as actors go i don't know i have to I, we'll come back to that you did good episode. though that was good and i was trying to find it you did good <laughs> I know it's something where streaming and residual checks and likeness, like AI likeness. Like I love that Sarah Silverman, who is one of the ones I, you know, I just love Sarah. She's always been very supportive of me. And, you know, she, she sees the unfairness. A lot of times we'll talk about it. Um, Comedian author Sarah Silverman joined a class action lawsuit against Meta 
mm-hmm. and OpenAI, the parent company of ChatGBT, Silverman, Christopher Golden, and Richard Kadri claim the companies used artificial intelligence software that generates summaries of their copywritten work. Like the bedwetter. Mm-hmm. The exhibit shows what happens when someone asks ChatGBT to summarize in detail the first part of the bedwetter by Sarah Silverman. And it's just like, yeah, no one's getting paid. You're just getting, you're just getting this content for free. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's and it, uh, isn't it something in terms of like um, how the the, the uh, AI and stuff learns? You know, in yeah. a way, it um, retains knowledge of the particular works in based on works, set. right? Based it's on learning works. off of her work, and it's it's going to get better based on her work, right? So it's like if I'm teaching, where's my you know, where's my piece of the pie? And it's cop is just copying. and do I even want you to? You know, yeah. So let's say you wrote a poem, Vanessa. I've and, written poems. And Chad GBT would take that poem and massive take the whole poem and then learn about your brain from that poem and your Oh yeah, emotion. and then write other poems in the way that I write them and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, hey, hey, don't do that. And if you do, you have to get permission. Right. This poem sounds just like what Vanessa would write. It's dangerous. AI is well, I was I was telling Kanice. Elon Musk, who is the evilest, you know, whatever, evilest, is that a word? Evilest Gargamel. (laughs) Even he said that AI is dangerous. It is. First, we, I mean, I'm sure you've talked about it on your show for so many reasons, you know, um, from, you know, we, we have voice that activates things and tell little children to come here and all this stuff or an image that said, mommy said you go with Mr. Sanders or whatever it is. There's all kind of creepy, weird stuff that can go on as well as, you know, people using you for entertainment in ways that you wouldn't um, like, you know what I'm saying? So there's all type of stuff. Um, I'm I'm so glad you brought up the next article, which is how to protect yourself against AI voices Mm. and scams and they say one way is uh, ask a question that only the person on the other end of the line should know the answer to. Now, I don't know. They may hang up. Unless you go, what's your favorite dish? Well, good. Hang <laughs> up. Yeah. Please and hang up. Can you remind me what the last movie we saw or what did we have for dinner? The thing is, I think you got to pose that question because I'm sure they can figure out ways of like scaring you and saying, look, we're not answering that question. Send the money. You're going to bully me my money on my phone? <laughs> no. Now you done pissed me off. I'm not sending shit. That's how I would say. It says also, first and foremost, if you get a phone call that sounds like a loved one in distress, do everything in your power to make contact with the person on the other end of the line. So like if I get a call from my mom while I'm still on the phone with this person pretending to be my mom, I'm like texting my mom like, hey, are you locked in a basement or yes. available? Okay. Before, because, you know, this mainly older people who are getting scammed like this, they don't know. They're just sitting at home. Like, sugar, what happened? Dem- what do you mean you need $3,500? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm well, so worried about my mom now. Call? I lost my phone. You lost your phone? Well, baby, where are you? Just send it to this. Cash app on my grandma. Well, of course, right, my sugar. grandma, Grandma Moot, which was her name because you can't argue with Grandma Moot. <laughs> um, I one time accidentally 
I, I guess I didn't say who I was soon enough. And let me tell you, whoever that was, whoever tried to ever scam my grandma must would probably be crying. Because I was like, Grandma, it's me! Because <laughs> I, I, the voice that came out of her, she was like, very aggressive. I was like, oh shit. My grandma, she's alert. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she she did not mess around. She had that Chicago South Side. Mm-mm. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. And I was like, mm-hmm. Grandma? She's like, oh, I'm sorry, baby. I thought you were... <laughs> Oh, sorry, baby. The sugar, I thought. You should come over here and get some greens. I thought you was asking me for money, baby. (laughs) It was scary. I was like, oh, I I definitely don't want to be that person. Now, threads. I don't know if you guys are into threads. Twitter competitor threads gets 100 million new users in five days. Meta's new app, Threads, became the fastest app ever to garner 100 million users after launching less than one week ago, according to Quiver Quantitative overtaking ChatGBT as the fastest growing platform. The new social media app has quickly gained 100 million users after reaching 30 million new users in its first 24 hours of operation last Wednesday and Thursday. The growth is much faster than that of OpenAI, own chat GBT, which took two months to become the fastest growing consumer application. Threads is serving as a competitor. So Threads is serving as a competitor to Twitter as a place to share text updates and join public conversations. The platform is among many that are attempting to compete with Twitter for real time update updates There's other applications such as Blue Sky, but in order to get on Blue Sky, you have to be invited. I know this because of my old uh, assistant. Well, she's still my assistant, Evelyn Frick. She gave me an invite to Blue Sky, but that's mostly media. Um, There's another one called Mastodon, Spill, Post, and even Truth Social, which is, you know, that's Trump's. If you want that one, good luck to you. Have made headlines for various reasons. Now, Twitter has faced its share of controversy in the last year after Tesla founder, the Musk guy, purchased the social media network. And ever since then, it's just been in decline. Twitter actually has, they're working with a deficit. So they're really in trouble. They're like minus, they're like, and their stock price is so low. Um, But Threads, which is, I don't know if you two have been on Threads. It's really easy to join. You just go through your Instagram and you get it immediately and some people are even getting more followers on their threads account than they did ever on their twitter account the only discrepancy i love using the discrepancies is that you cannot like um what is it um with threads you cannot delete it okay you can't delete it because if you delete threads, you delete your Instagram account. So you have to stay on it. And then some also people who are on Instagram are not necessarily Twitter. Like they don't like commenting or writing. I know, Kanice, I know you're a Twitter beast on there. So this is for you, really. Do you feel like you've lost something in going from Twitter to threads? 
The issue that I have is I often do go to Twitter for news and it's harder. The search functionality isn't as easy on threads. So I can just go to like the magnifying glass logo and it'll tell me what's trending and I can look at the top posts in each of those things on Twitter. I haven't found that functionality available on threads. And I just thought it was funny that you were talking about like the experience. There are some people who are on Instagram and it's great to follow them on Instagram, but I don't want to hear their thoughts. <laughs> like, I don't want to mm. hear what they think about things. They're not wordsmiths. Visually, fantastic. But they it's exposing some people who I thought were just, like, nice or, like, oh, it's nice to follow their adventures. But then you're like, oh, no, but your thoughts are bad. <laughs> like, don't, don't, you don't need to be on threads. You should have downloaded this. You, that's not your strength. So. Yeah, it's like Facebook, right? Because it's all meta. What about you, Vanessa? Are you on threads? I am on there. And um, I was very encouraged at first because it felt like, you know, if some have said like you made to the club early and I'm an early club girl, you know what I mean? I get my party in, I'm chilling. It's not too crowded. It's, you know what I mean? It's just kind of just right for me. You know what I mean? I'm hearing mm -hmm. the music I want to hear. It's not too much, you know, of the bad element on over here yet, you know, that kind of thing. But I think it also just like the club, it's like, okay, I went. <laughs> And that is, you I know went what? a couple of times. Now I don't know if how much I really want to continue to frequent here because I've been to this club and that club, and 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 it's just another place that I now have to attend. And I just, you know, it's so important what you said because that is exactly what they're measuring now. Mm. Is how are people going back to it, and how long are they staying on it? These are the type of things I don't like as far as like posting as a comedian on social media. I'm always like, oh, my God, how many minutes did they watch your video? Do I give a shit? I, come on. I don't have the time in the day to do this analytics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just keep saying I'm going to make it skyrocket on some movie or television thing. And I won't have to give a damn about social media. <laughs> oh, my God. I, That's the dream. Like I had a I had a conversation with my agent who was like, the game has changed. You got to do this. And I was like, okay, let's get off the phone now, please. Um, but I, I will say I do like anything that makes Elon sad. And if Thread made him sad for that week and brought tears, good for you. Right. That was my so first Thread's post. It was like, oh, I'm not here because I like Mark Zuckerberg. I'm truly here just because I think it will make Elon Musk sad. That's the only reason I'm here. Cause Mark Zuckerberg, let's be honest. Like he's trying to pretend like he's this do gooder, like he's going to do something <laughs> good with threads. And it's like, Facebook is a major guy. problem. Yes. Yeah, that he turned a blind eye to a lot of shit. On there was a guy that I was going to go on a date with. And I saw all of his comments on Facebook. One of them. I mean, he's like basically, um, uh, Clarence Thomas. I was looking at all of his posts <sighs> about like, you know, how come white people can't say they are proud? How come Asian? When some people, okay, I went on a date with a guy and, and he started doing this? that. Why, it's like, what? I'm sorry that you're dumb, but like <laughs> these, just because you don't know the answer to something doesn't mean people haven't already thought about this and, there's a reason for that. You just haven't looked into it at all. And you think, wow, I'm so intelligent because I'm the first person who asked why white people can't say the N word. You're boring. You're dumb. I'm sorry. That guy sucks. And Facebook let a lot of people who suck think that they're interesting. And I 
that is what I am upset about. Upset about. Like, no. Now back to the uh, serial killer tour or sort of thing. Or not back to it, but I was thinking of the baby walking on the street. Um, in Gilgo Beach Killings, this is a crazy ass story. If you're in New York City, don't eat pizza. Uh, if you're a serial killer, I don't know what to tell you. What? But, and, it, that's they found how they some found pizza him. crust. They found his DNA on a pizza crust. He looked like a killer, though. When you looked at him, didn't he look like a killer? Terrifying. He looked like a lot of older white men. Where I'm like, like a killer. I, uh, I look like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He looked like, uh, um, what's it, Leatherface. He looked disturbed behind his eyes. He didn't look right. He wouldn't be somebody I would want to be in the office with at night, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I say hi, you know, past you, you know what I'm saying, at the, at the little water hole. But I don't want to be up in here <laughs> when it's just you, me, and the janitor. Uh-uh. Now, in April 2011, do you remember these stories? Did you both hear of these stories? See, I re- I've been, I'm old, so I remember these stories. And I remember the I remember the first story. I was like, oh, my God, they're never going to find this guy because these are sex workers. And they were calling them prostitutes at the time. And they don't care about prostitutes, just like they didn't care about the LGBTQ plus community, right? So they don't investigate as hard, just like black women. When we go missing, they don't search as hard. It's all economy. But in April 2011, just months after the bodies of four women were discovered buried near Gilgo Beach on Long Island South Shore, several experts and criminologists put together a sketch for New York Times of the characteristics they expected to see in a suspect. The women were wrapped in burlap and buried within a quarter mile of each other in an area which where the remains of actually 11 people in total were eventually found. And it was were probably killed by a white man, they said, in mid-20s to mid-40s. They said he is married or has a girlfriend. He is well-educated and well-spoken. He is financially secure, has a job, owns an expensive car or truck, and lives or used to live near where the bodies were found. On Friday, details began emerging about Rex Hewerman, who was arrested and charged with the murder and killings of three of the women. Now, the 11, of, of the 11, you know, there was a toddler and a man. And I guess the reports are coming out the man was a cross-dresser. Which is weird, they're saying, because serial killers usually don't stray from the type of people they murder. Mm-hmm. So but if they you didn't think- know, he might have been serving fish. Like, meaning, like, you, when you yeah. look real, real woman-like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, I was serving fish, bitch, and he didn't even know, then got her in the car, and then, won't you won't. Yeah. With a toddler, though. No, nah, I didn't say the toddler was. Yeah, I was like, the toddler has a different conversation. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but then that might just be a little hot spot, a little dumping spot. How he know, you know, how we know. Like, I mean, it seems yeah. to be, I mean, apparently people aren't found often if there was 11 <laughs> bodies over there. So it might just be, he might not be the only one know about that spot. Ugh. He was an architect, uh, married. You know, he went to school with uh, Billy Baldwin. <laughs> Billy Baldwin I hate the tweeted it out. Facts. I hate yeah. the random facts. He, Billy Baldwin tweeted out, I went to grammar school with this guy. Mm-hmm. Like people, a lot of people that I know knew people who knew him. Mm-hmm. He was hiding, really hiding in plain sight. Mm. And um, they have videos of him on YouTube talking about, you know, what he does with a hammer. The interviews, they showed that on, on yeah. Yeah, because he was interviewed because he's an architect. He's a major architect in New York City codes developers they have to go through him to do yeah it's really creepy um 
I think he he was torturing them too or something because they was bound and all this other little stuff. He was a sick puppy. Oh, he said I, he said they said he was calling the folks' house, calling the family members, the family members, and harassing the family members. Yeah, talking about all the stuff he had did to the to the to, to their family member. Yeah, and they couldn't find him. Well, the reason they couldn't find him, and this is the other part that's really important to this story, and the reason I bring it up is because the D. DA or who was involved on the case did not allow the FBI in. It wasn't until they allow the F is the FBI. They have access to things. They have the ability to do things that the regular police cannot do. So there was suspicion at the time. I remember this. People were like, the police are involved in this. Mm. That's what they were thinking because sex workers, and you still don't why? know if he has a partner. That's just the one pizza crust they found. Okay. And that's why they said they are holding out information because they need help to identify the killers of the rest of the people, individuals. Because this is a much bigger, this could be a chain. You know how people like get together and they kill? Oh, yeah. Because of the disruption of the types of murders. That's why they're like, isn't you know ever notice the story? It's like they're, they're, he's only being held for three. Yeah. There's also mm-hmm. possibly a one. And it's like, wait, what? I can't. The details are strange. Hmm. Listen. Can't be picking up folks on the side of the road. <laughs> I'll, I'll I, never I, do it again. I'll never do it again. I do. Okay, Kanese, we watching you. <laughs> I'm not going to. And we care I, I if won't. you come back. I know you keep saying ain't nobody gonna notice. We gonna notice. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. I do appreciate that they're saying sex workers, except for one reporter was saying prostitutes, prostitutes. It's important for the the fact of what we're talking about so that people actually take it seriously. Yeah. I never understood why people never took a prostitute being murdered serious. It used to be a punchline. Yeah. Oh, the same as when they don't care about the drug addict unless he in your family. And then you start talking about, no, no, no. You don't even understand. He went to the war and he wasn't even always on drugs. We got to tell this long backstory and how her baby died. And that's how she went out onto the streets. You, We don't know. If they don't have a backstory, it seems like then, then there is no story. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, she just just must be a ne'er-do-well. Just ain't yeah. never wanted nothing for herself. And, and he just must be some kind of raving lunatic that just can't get off the drugs, you know, and, and people have the, they don't humanize, you know, people in their situations and, 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 and by the grace of God, it'd be you. And but when people say, but God, they're saying, you know, but the grace of God, it would be me. So yeah. people usually don't put themselves in that space to, to see, to, to feel that way. And so you can go on and say, well, it was a prostitute. She didn't get fucked by herself. So why should I care about herself? And I'm like, why would you say she didn't care about herself? Yeah. You know, because you just assume you don't, maybe you don't know a sex worker or you don't know, you know what I'm saying? Um, say a cross dresser or whatever it is. You're like, well, then, you know, if he wasn't out here sinning, he wouldn't need, you know, she wouldn't even be, you know, it's just all kind of stuff. People just want to minimize wow. and dismiss people and, you know, and just separate it from themselves. Like mm. I'm doing right. So it wouldn't happen to me. So I, I actually have to be like, the mental gymnastics you have to do to be like, oh, that person's a different person who's doing bad things. And this is mm. okay if this happens to bad people. But I am a good person separated by class and occupation. And therefore, this would never happen to me. Like, but it told someone who kills can kill you. It's not like, it's not just yeah. like this can only happen to prostitutes. 
Kadeesh, I need you with me to sum up more of my things. You just sum, you, this was a good old sum up. She summed it right on up. Now, see, what's happening is classism, if you want to just put it in a nutshell. It's classism, racism, and sexism that make it so that people don't care about sex workers in this way. Yes. I hate to end on the on sex worker se- note. Sex worker serial killer note. And this was a really important, great episode. Actually, you you know what? When you both are on, it's just such good chemistry. You really are. Thank you so much. Thank you. Please come back because, you know, what are we doing? We ain't doing nothing. Do you, <laughs> do, do you think there should be uh, comedians? Should we have a union? Create a, a union? Some landlord posted that. And I was like, well. What's the facilitation for getting? Well, everything has a thing for getting in a, a statue for you have to, you know, have these things bullet pointed yeah. on how you can actually even join that union. And then once you have fulfilled all those things, then you can get into what we're into and pay into it and so forth and so on. So I think it's a space for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then are you adding improv work and, and, and influencing and whoop de boop who, who can all join <laughs> into this group? Uh, please define whoop de boop. Whoop de whoop. We did have a, a thing in New York City where we raised our salary in New York. Yeah, we did I have that. the Comedy Coalition. Mm-hmm. And it was Ted Alexandro and Russ Maneev. And I remember there was there was a lot of like infighting and and those comics remember people weren't using them at the time and it was like you know because the owners of these comedy clubs make a lot more money and they don't expect us to challenge them ever. I often say like even this year, a lot of these comedy clubs they should raise their prices because inflation getting to the comedy clubs it costs me like almost $60 to come from the village to Harlem one night after doing a show that was, I made $40 that night. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not getting paid. And then if I have my option is to take the train and risk my life at a certain hour, all of these things are things that need to be considered by people who make a lot of money. They live well. Mm. A lot of the comedy clubs are closing, however, but I do think that the ones that are doing well, relatively speaking, they need to do the right thing. And, and, and they did come up when they should have, but I think another renegotiation needs to take place. Like yeah. now. That's it for us. We'll have to leave it there. Kanise, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Sure. Okay. So you can find me at Kanise Mobley on all the platforms. Uh, you can also come to my one-woman show premiere at Union Hall on July 29th. The show is called Don't Kill Yourself Yet. Wait. Um, and uh, yeah, please, please come because that would make me feel really good. And with friends like us, you can question whether or not you would stop for a baby depending on the circumstances of said baby. (laughs) I love it. Yes, you can. You can do it here. Vanessa, Vanessa Fraction, where can our listeners find you? Um, Listeners, thank you for listening. And you can find me on um, at Vanessa Fraction on all social media platforms, including threads, whether or not I'll be saying something back. (laughs) We'll see. Um, But yeah, at Vanessa Fraction, go to VanessaFraction.com as well. And you can also find me at Chuckles Comedy House, um, July 27th through the 30th. That's the last weekend of the month, Thursday through Sunday at Memphis uh, 
Chuckles Comedy House and August 3rd. You can find me in back in Atlanta. No, that's I'll be in Alabama. Don't worry about that private event. <laughs> August 4th, I will be in Atlanta that Friday for two shows at Uptown Comedy Corner. So um, those are two shows I would really like you guys to come to. And there's some more in between, but you can find them all at Vanessa Fraction. And with friends like us, we care about sex workers and what happens to them. And we um, make it okay for you to leave that baby by the side of the road if you so choose. We'll Thank still be you. friends. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and yes, Marina Franklin here. Just go to my website, marinafranklin.com. And also, you hear the dates that both of my artists here, both of my very funny, talented comedians are mentioning. Do me a favor. If you listen to Friends Like Us and you go and support them and you go and see their show, stay afterwards and tell them why and how you found them and that that is the reason you're coming out to support their shows. It's more important now than ever, especially since there's a writer's strike, SAG after strike, to tell them how you found them and that, you know, because I had the best compliment from uh, Tamara Payne, who actually has been on the podcast. A lot of the comedians that she discovered was through this podcast. So I definitely want to say with friends like us, you will discover new and more talent of color because they're friends like you, me, us. Wow. So well said. Yes, very good, very good. So well said. <laughs> Check, Check us out.